Welcome to the Practical Prepping Podcast, Friday edition of the 10-Minute Tip. If you enjoy Practical Prepping Podcast, we ask you to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about it. We also ask you to consider supporting our podcast. You can do that by buying us a cup or two of coffee by going to www.buymeacoffee.com slash practicalprep. We appreciate any support to keep this podcast coming to you. We're continuing with our low-cost or no-cost prepper activities. I think we're going to start tonight with cleaning your firearms. That's probably the next best thing to shooting is to clean them. You get to love on them, rub on them, (laughs) run the spider out of the barrel. When you carry a firearm, especially your EDC, now if it's a safe queen, it probably doesn't have any dust on it, but your EDC builds up little areas of lint and things like that. And this is a good time to take it out if you haven't cleaned it since you shot it. Get you some hops number nine bore cleaner. Clean that thing out real good. And hops makes a very good lubricating oil or a dry lube. And you can coat that firearm with that. And that keeps it protected. That's very important to have a nice clean firearm. Take good care of it because you want it to work for you when you want it to work. Absolutely. And I'll tell you something else that you need to check. Depending on the type of holster you have is what you need to check. If it's a leather holster, you need to check your stitches on it. You need to check the integrity of the leather after a period of time, a long period of time. It will begin to deteriorate and break away or tear away. And you don't want to be walking down the street and your gun fall out. No, that's That'd be embarrassing. Good. That's pretty bad. If it's a Kydex holster, you probably need to be checking for cracks in the holster in the Kydex itself. That can happen. You need to be checking the locking devices. If you're carrying a level two or three security holster, threat level two or three, just check that mechanism. Make sure nothing sticks. Make sure it goes in and out of your holster very well. Okay. Another thing that you need to check while you're checking those firearms is you also need to check the condition of your ammunition. Absolutely. And don't have them in the same room while you're doing this either. Now, why is that? Well, you don't want a live round to get into your gun while you're cleaning. No, you do not. Yeah. Okay. So just keep all your ammo away, and that way there's no possibility of one of those getting in the chamber of your firearm and having a negligent discharge. Safety first. And I call that negligent discharge because it's not accidental. It's something you could have done something about. There you go. There you go. Using all that common sense, trying to make it common again. I've carried one for a long time, and that's the way I've been taught. Now, I want to ask you a question because you've mentioned this before. It says, push the back of the bullet. Explain what you're meaning there. push back on the bullet. Push back. On a semi-automatic, if that same bullet gets loaded in and out of that chamber a number of times, if you come home and you unload your gun when you come home every day, and you chamber that same round into the gun each day, over a period of time, the actual bullet, the projectile, can get pushed back into the case just a little bit. Mm, okay. I see what and you mean. And if it gets pushed back too far, it can do a couple of things. It, one, it can increase the pressure in the chamber when you fire it. Yikes. Because you can have gases going around mm-hmm. the bullet itself, and it can create some problems. So if you've got one that the bullet is set too far back into the case, just discard that thing. 
throw it in a hole or a bucket of water or something like that. Don't throw it in the fireplace. No, but, don't, don't do that. Yeah. You, but you some are. of the things that you want to check too on that is around the primers, especially on brass. Do you have any corrosion around that primer? Mm-hmm. And it'll go as far as begin to turn green. Oh, and okay. that's not around that you want to be carrying for self-defense. Is there a way that you can store ammo that would prevent them getting all moldy and corroded? Well, keep it dry okay. is the main thing. Keep it dry. Moisture is an enemy to ammo. Hmm, uh, you okay. probably want to keep it in a relatively cool place. Inside the house is fine. I mean, don't store it in the shed out back where it gets 125 degrees and stays there for a month. Oh, yeah. But lost my train of thought. Well, folks, we've got a cat sitting here on the table, too. So while we're doing our 10-minute tip, we're also playing with Saban the cat. He's just decided he's just not going anywhere. You know, if you know anything about a cat, when he makes up his mind, that's it. And he likes these lights jumping up and down over here on the mixer. Yeah, so anyway, we get distracted with our own cat. Oh, I know what I was going to say now. You ask about safe storage or or storing your ammo. Mm -hmm. You can save the little silica gel packs that come in medications and come in all kinds of things when you open something new and it's got the little little pack that says silica gel, do not eat. Of course, it makes me wonder why they put do not eat on there. Because sometime in the past. Sometime in the past. But (laughs) you can save those things and you can put a dozen or two in the on a pan, put them in the oven, very low heat, and leave them in there for an hour or so and rejuvenate those things. It dries them out, and you can reuse them. Oh, Or okay. you can buy oxygen absorbers. Mm-hmm. Preppers know about oxygen absorbers. They'll do absorbers. the same thing. People put them in their food store. They'll take moisture out as well mm-hmm. and put your ammo in a lockable ammo case, ammo box, You know, snap lock on it, seal around it supposed to be waterproof if it's new it is and put one down in there or put some of those silica gel packets down in there and seal that thing up label the outside of what's in it so you don't have to keep looking keep opening it all the time that's very smart thinking right there and if you especially if you carry more you know more than one caliber which Mm -hmm. most of us do have hunting caliber self-defense and just plain old fun plinking guns. but mm, Plinking caliber. <laughs> yeah, that's something <laughs> to do there. So anything else you want to add on? Uh, oh, yes. We well, we've got on, one more topic, too, on this particular one about sharpening your knives. Oh, yes, sharpening your knives. That's a no-cost thing and very easy to do once you learn how to do it. And, be, and besides sharpening, what else should you do? Oil it up. Oil it up with what? Oil. <sighs> How about vegetable oil? That was a verbal eye roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she could have got me for there. Common vegetable oil. Common Just vegetable oil's good. Our custom knife maker friend, Jim Curtis, says that you can use Crisco. If you're out in the woods, out hiking or something, and you've used your knife tonight and you're not going to use it again till tomorrow, you can use chapstick. Mm, okay. Some kind of to, a lubricant for that blade. Just a sealant <laughs> kind of thing, just to... To keep rust away. Okay. Now, if it's a stainless steel knife, you're going to have a harder time sharpening it, and you don't have to worry about the rust, but a good carbon steel blade knife will rust. So keep them all to keep them sharp, and a sharp knife will serve you a lot better than a dull knife. They actually are safer. They are safer. And by the way, I still have my two Band-Aids that came with my custom Jim Curtis knife. Well, so far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> Anything else? I think that's a good 10-minute tip right there. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast today. And please leave us a five-star review. That helps more people be able to hear this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. Email at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.